Hello. It is absolutely wonderful that you would join us here on our podcast. Whatever time of day you are listening to us, we are delighted that you are here. Uh, I am Laura and I'm hosting today's podcast. And with me, I have Andy. Hello. Alice. Hello. And Harvey. Hello. Oh, hello. And uh, we are today looking at our top three. And so what that means is that we are going to go through and rank our top three things in a certain topic. We're going to go two different topics uh, and we will talk you through our top three. And so we're going to go round and I would say, for example, your top three takeout dish. And we'll start at number three and we will go round for everyone and find out. We will debate, discuss, and then we'll go to number two, then number one. But that is not our first topic. Our first topic is what are your top three movie sequels, okay? So what I mean by that is not which is the best number two of a film, but in its entirety. So if you were going to say Star Wars, you would be judging them on all of the Star Wars films. So like a box set of movies. Like a box set of movies, exactly. And we are taking all of them into account. So what are your top three movie sequels starting at number three? Harvey, talk to us. What is your number three in your movie sequels? This is a really hard question, I found. Uh-huh. I have too many favourite movies. I think, for me, Transformers is up there. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I've always Transformers. loved Transformers. I think that's it. Alice isn't sure. Alice is shaking her head. Talk to me, Alice. There's too many of them. It's just it does get confusing. It yeah. Well, isn't there only four Transformers movies? No. Is there more than that? Yeah, there's a few more. I think there's five, and then there's a Bumblebee one as well. I love, to be fair, I love Bumblebee. See, the one, the one where I would consider Transformers, if it was one, two, and three, when it's still got... Um, what, who's the guy? The just do it guy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the guy the Beef. Shia LaBeouf, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he was in it, he was good. And then I think it's the fourth one that's got Wahlberg in it, and it's just not as good. Yeah, they do. They do tail off. That is okay. Controversial. I do love Wahlberg though. Why, why have you said number uh, yeah. Transformers, Harvey? What do you like about it? I grew up watching Transformers. I just thought they were sick. Like there were these cars driving around. No one knows anything about it, and then suddenly they blow up a building or something. Just like explosions. Do you, ever really. see, do you ever see cars now with the Transformer stickers on them? I think yeah. they're pretty cool. I see those and they make me a little bit happy inside. They, they're good. Um, Alice, do you have any particular feelings towards Transformers? No, I just don't like it. I wouldn't watch it. Wouldn't, wa- wouldn't watch it. That's strong. Yeah. I've rewatched them. They are good. Yeah. Like the good action movies. Um, but I think for, for something to be in a top three, like box sets of movies, it has to not tail off towards the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got um, to be strong throughout. So, so like the home, for me, like the Home Alone box set was in the running, but then Home Alone 3, 4, 5, and 72, yeah. like all rubbish, or Home Alone 1 and 2 are brilliant, mm. but totally tail off. Yeah, and that is really the balance of this question, isn't it? It's, it's can you think of a series that is good throughout all the sequels. That's the challenge. Okay, Alice, what did you have as your number three? So I really struggled with my number three. So it was mm. either going to be the Chronicles of Narnia or the Princess oh! Diary. Okay, interesting. Because I love them both equally. 
But All I'm right. going to go with the Princess Diaries because I've got a funny story about it. Tell us. So when the second one came out, my mum took me and my sister to the cinema and I was only about five. And I was playing at the back and halfway through um, it sh it's showing, I turned the lights on. Don't know how. No, did you? Yeah, and it ruined the film for everybody. Good work, Alice. So I have a strong connection with the Princess Diaries now. Yeah, yeah. I've not actually seen it. I've never seen it. Harvey, big fan of the Princess Diaries? I have no idea what the Princess Diaries is. Oh, well, if great. nothing else, maybe, yeah, maybe this is something we need to take from lockdown. I reckon, I reckon we're all showing our age here. Yeah. And there's, I reckon people listening are like, how have you not seen yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> Alice, your suggestion of the Chronicles of Narnia, I've not even thought about that. And had I thought about that, I might have written my three different Again, no tales off. Oh, no. no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Prince no. Caspian's the strongest. Yeah. But Voyage of the Dawn Tread is great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's good. It's just they weren't as popular, were they? That's books, yeah. Compared to like, what's the main one called? The, the Lion of the Sword. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one, that. Okay, interesting. Andrew. So my, my third one. Talk to me. Um, I was going to go Toy Story. Yeah. But they shouldn't have done a Toy Story 4. Yeah, Toy Story 1, 2 and 3, all really strong. Yeah. Like emotionally uh, I was like finished with Toy Story wow. it wrapped up really well yeah. that moment where they all held hands I know but like and I'm like right that's closed a chapter in my life Toy Story's gone mm. I moved on from Andy and then they bring out Toy Story 4 mm. and I've only watched half of it um, I'm going to be controversial I really don't like Toy Story at all no oh my yeah. talk to why I mean, I Toy know. Story's not my choice. Toy Story's just annoying. Okay, so it's not an actual choice. No, really. You've not gone with my, my third choice yeah. is the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy, which makes me sound really old, because Alice really is shaking old. her head. She's never heard of it. Harvey, have you watched it? Yes, it's good. Yeah, so I, I the first of the, the trilogy that I watched was Beverly Hills Cop 3. Right. And it is one of my all-time favourite movies. It's, um, what's his name? Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy. It's, for, it's like in the 80s, if not early 90s. Mm -hmm. So if you're into your retro films and retro clothing, it's class. Yeah, um, but it's like, it's, strong clothing. it's fun, it's funny, it's action. It's like my perfect movie. Um, so I loved Beverly Hills Cop 3. And then I went back and watched 1 and 2. And they're not as funny as number 3. But they're like equally action, equally good. And now I just I love rewatching all three together because you see a progression. Could um, I suggest that the plot is the same in all three films? No. Pretty much. No. No. Because the third one is set at Wonderworld, which is like Disneyland. And so like it's all like set around like controversy around this like um fairground. Uh what what's the word? Like ride ground. <laughs> roller theme coaster park. park theme park that's the word I was looking for what did you call it a ride ground <laughs> I love those ride yeah. grounds let's go to Alton Towers the ride ground <laughs> so yeah it's, it's really good it's really good yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm unconvinced by that but I do like that it's comedy I think that's strong that you're throwing yeah. that in there okay what's your third my third if you're not going to like this Andy I'll tell you that right now my third is Lord of the Rings because I think it's epic. I think at the time, like in terms of the cinematography, it was like groundbreaking. 
um, it, the perfect thing to say up all, all night and watch as like a marathon. What I would say is that by the time you get to the last one, you are begging Frodo to get on the boat. Like he takes ages to do that. That's a fair point. And so I'm, I, that's why it's number three for me. But I do think that Lord of the Rings is a very strong series to have watched. I think it's good. It's interesting. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, Lord of the Rings features in my top three. Does it? Mm. It does it. So I'm not going to say any more about Lord okay, of the Rings. that's interesting. Neither of you guys feature Lord of the Rings in yours. I listen, Harvey. No? Not at all. I think it, it's one of the slowest movies I've watched, Lord of the Rings. Oh, I almost I fell asleep that. watching it. Did you? Oh, no, Matt. I remember, maybe, oh, do you remember it coming out? Or were you just old? Now, well, where you are old, old, Laura? Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> Alice and Harvey. Related to the film. <laughs> Alice and Harvey are both in their early 20s. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, so I think some of it must be nostalgia, like at the time, just such a massive deal. But that would be my number three. Harvey, take me to your number two. I need to get my paper. Hold are on. you allowed to change yours? Because I might have just been convinced out of having Lord of the Rings where I've got it. Oh, yeah, you can change. You've not set them in concrete. You've not, you've not verbally announced Not submitted them. them. No, yeah, exactly. But I, I am think he just feels judged by us. <laughs> nah, I just, I feel, I feel like you've won me over. Thanks. I feel quite proud that I have. No, not you. Oh. As in, they've won me over with what they said about oh. it slow moving. Uh, you sit there and ponder. Harvey, what was your number two? My number two was Back to the Future. Do you know I nearly put that in? Ooh. I nearly put it in because it is so, so good. good. It is so Strong. good. What, what do you love about it, Harvey? Ah, oh, it's sick. Like, it's not always backwards as well. Like, they go to the future, like, forward to the future. Like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But it's, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, Such a good movie. Mind of Fly, Power of Love, classic. I, I want to get a hoverboard. Yes, why wouldn't you want to get a hoverboard? The only thing that weirds me out, I think, is when he does go to the future and he sees, like, his grave or, like, his... I can't remember. Someone... There's, there's a weird thing with a graveyard or something. Yeah, it would be a bit weird. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is strange. It is strange. But I think that is a very good choice, Albie. I think... I think you've done well there. Alice, what would you say is your number two? My number two is the Mummy series. Not including okay. the Tom Cruise film, because the Tom Cruise one was just weird. Okay, right. I absolutely love them, and I know the words to every single film. Do you? You love it that much? Yeah. My, wow. my dad absolutely loves it as well, so we watch it every time it's on TV, whenever he wants, so Ew. I know. Yeah. It's wow, great. the mummy. Wow. Have you seen all the mummies, Andy? No, I watched the first one. Yeah. And then I don't think I... Uh, Engaged after that. No. No. The second it one's the best. Didn't grip me. What's that one called? Do you remember? The Mummy Returns. The mummy returns. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense now you say it. <laughs> okay, interesting, Alice. They are some strong submissions. Princess Diaries and the Mummy Returns. Andrew Hancock. My number two. I feel like you have a revised list. Uh, I do have a revised list, but it's number one. My number two yeah. is controversial, yeah. um, and it is 21 Jump Street. Oh. The Jump Street movies. Now you yeah. The reason it's controversial is most of the people listening to this will be too young to watch it yeah. by, its, by its rating. Yeah. And I am not endorsing it. No. 
like if you have not watched it and you are of an innocent um, disposition, disposition <laughs> then please do not watch it until you are for an age where it is inappropriate. Yeah. But I just find it hilarious. Again, again, comedy and action. Yeah. Um, very good. Jonah Hill is outstanding yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. And Channing Tatum, I'd like yeah. to say he models himself on me. Um, <laughs> and he's almost as good looking as I am. Um, yeah, That's brilliant. I love the way at the end of 22 Jump Street, they take the Mickey yeah. out of the box set thing and do yeah. like 23 Jump Street, 24, and the whole kind of closing titles yeah. are a whole list of... It's okay. almost like they take the Mickey out of the Fast and Furious yeah. series, which I hope nobody's going for because they're terrible movies. Um, but yeah, I'm going to 21 and 22 Jump Street. You know, ah. 21 Jump Street was the first comedy I ever watched. Really, such a good film. Good, yeah. That is strong. I think it is um, rude, though. Yeah, if I'd rude thought, and sweary. If I'd have thought of that, that might have made it into mine. I might watch it this weekend. Interesting, both. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Okay, my number two is the Oceans films. Oh, yes, that's good. Yeah. Now I've never seen any of I, them. Oh, Alice, you do need to do that. Now I'm aware. They may tail off mm. as they go on. I'm aware of that. However, I think that, that certainly one and probably two are strong enough to carry the others. And so I've put that as number two, the Ocean's Eleven kind of Ocean's vibe. Ocean's Eight does pull it back a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ocean's Thirteen, which was the third one, was rubbish. Yeah, it was. And Ocean's Eleven and Twelve was really they good. They were outstanding. And to the point where you watch it the first time, you're like, oh, that's quite good. And you watch it the second time and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. So I kind mm. of feel like, despite three being weaker, that the other, the other films do carry it through. So that would be my submission. We are on to our number ones, people. It is a big deal. Harvey, what did you put as your top box set of all time? My top box set of all time has to be Star Wars. Really? Can I jump in Please. and go, I've replaced Lord of the Rings, which was my number one, with Star Wars. We've got a double Star Wars. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Star Wars fan, like, no. like super fan, like some people listening to this who will be dressed up as a stormtrooper as they're listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just spend most of their but life dressed up. I just way. don't think you can look any further than, for number one spot than the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not. I feel like there are some weak films in there. If I'm honest, I feel like I'm. I'm not completely convinced. But as a saga, phenomenal. Yeah, I'm. Because episodes four, five, six, one, two, and three, they were good, and then they've made too many since. Mm. Should just kept it as that. Yeah. No way. Did they? Did they err towards money making? So I think. I think. Four, five, and six are brilliant. Yeah. I think seven is good. Mm. I think nine is excellent. Mm. Eight was a little bit boring. Yeah, I agree. Phantom Menace number one was okay, mm. but Jar Jar Binks is a little bit silly and a little bit annoying. Mm. Number, two, number two is a bit boring. Number three is, is, a, good, is a really good film. Yeah. Is I mean, my analysis of yeah, don't include, don't include like the, the other one that was like a, a an in between one. I can't remember what it was. The Han Solo one. 
No, not that one. I didn't like that one. Where they got the de- where they got the um, details of the Death Star. Yeah, Rogue on One, wasn't it? Rogue One. That was so boring. Oh, no, I, I didn't like find Rogue that one. too bad. You like that one, Alice? Yeah, but the rest of them just a bit rubbish. The Han Solo one was terrible. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. That's a double Star Wars. I reckon race. you and Alice might have to say number one. I- do. And I think this is it. It's come to a head-to-head. Alice, what do you have as number one? Harry Potter. I also have Harry Potter. Strong. Yeah. Do you is include Fantastic Wars? Beasts? No, I didn't because so I, I think that's going to did you? Because I think that will become its own thing separately mm. as like a separate thing, like a separate boxing. Uh, talk to me, Alice. Why have you got Harry Potter? I grew up with it. How can you not love Harry Potter? I mean, it's literally my life. Yeah. Oh, Archie's just contributing to our, our podcast in the background there. Um, yeah, I would say that Harry Potter is the only film that I've been to cinema to watch the release at like one in the morning. Like, it's so, so good. Um, I, and so, really, it is Star Wars versus, isn't it? Star yeah, so I think when this goes out, which mm. will be Monday, Monday at midday, yeah. we'll put a Inter-Pol. vote up and then it's the poll and see. Yeah, that's see, strong. We'll be the definitive voice on what is the best. Yeah. Best yeah, like that. that's good. Okay, great. And then maybe we spend our next Maybank holiday watching that box set. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, our conclusive results that the best movie sequel ever is either Harry Potter and Star Wars or Star Wars. Check out our Insta uh, account to find out which one actually wins. Now, we then have a slightly more, I guess, a deeper reflection on your top three. And I would like us to think through your top three most significant moments with God. Uh, and this actually, when, when I was writing this down, this was quite a challenge. I think I hadn't probably thought about this uh, in, in, in some ways. And so it, and, and I feel like this is a way to get to know us a little bit better as well. Um, so this time, I think maybe if we start with Alice, do you want to kick us off with your number three sort of most like, significant moment with God? I can do. Okay. So I really struggled picking these, well, just mm. thinking of them in general, but this one time, so when I went on holiday last year, I felt really connected to God because I was in like this creation and all these beautiful landscapes. And when I came mm. home, I was really distant. Mm. And then I went shopping when we were allowed to go shopping. Um, Back in the good days. Yeah, the good days. And I met this um, elderly lady and she started talking to me about her past but how she used to go traveling literally all over the world with her job. And I discovered that her job was a missionary. And she like spoke to me about her, her, her faith in God and how it really strengthened her. And it just kind of reminded me that he was there and that even though I may feel distant, there's always the way of going back. So that's probably my that's third. Brilliant. Thanks, Alice. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, Harvey, what did you put as your number three? My number three was when I was a young person. So I think I was around about 12 or 13 maybe. Um, And we went on a trip to, it was actually Limitless Festival, but it wasn't called Limitless Festival back then. It was like Infuse. Um, So we went along to the festival anyway. um, And I remember standing there at the back during the worship um, and just having a real realization that actually none of this makes sense without God. Like there has to be a God for this to be happening. There's so many people worshiping God and just standing there thinking 
this is something that I want to be a part of. And yeah, for me, that was a big moment. So. Wow. What I love about that is like now Harvey is one of our youth pastors yeah. taking young people to Limitless Festival. Yeah, one day, hopefully, when Limitless Festival can return. Yeah. But like, um, like so many young people listening to this will be like going, oh, I had a similar moment. And I just love that almost train of events that Harvey had a moment that infused, which is now called Limitless Festival that actually some of you listening to this have had a moment where you've encountered God in a, in a festival. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Shall I give my number three? Yeah, please. My number three moment um, is um, when uh, Priscilla Reed, um, who Paul and Priscilla um, come over to our church quite a lot, about five or six years ago, um, she spoke back when we were in the old building, pre the fire. Um, it was actually probably longer than that then. Um, and she gave a prophetic word to me from stage which isn't the the thing that that was like the moment although it was really nice you know and a prophetic word is when somebody speaks what they think god is is saying in that in that moment yeah. and um it felt at the time i felt like i need to write this down this is going to be significant and the stuff that she said about god growing my capacity about increasing my my shoulders to be able to carry more weight um, and and i think that was really encouraging at the moment, at the time. But then over the next two to three years, what what she'd said to me from God really helped me to process the journey that I then went on. And I think had I not had that moment of God speaking to me through through Priscilla, um, I would have really struggled to make through sense of the seasons that I went through. And I think even now, like, because I went through a really tough time and there was times where I wanted to quit my job, where, you know, where Leon was doing my head in, you know, where, where I just was like, this isn't, this isn't, like, isn't working for me anymore. And just coming back to that place of actually knowing that God, God had called me to do what I was doing and knowing that, like, that what I was going through was what was being, what was prophesied really helped me make sense of, I think what's been a key season in my life as as an adult. Um, so I think that would be number three for me. Wow, wow. Yeah, my number three, um, I don't even know, Andy, you know this. Um, when I was in my late teens, sort of 16, 17 years old, I used to, ha- I used to live with my parents uh, in Lennington Spa, which is about a 45 minute drive away from here. But I had some friends who lived in Dudley. And um, I remember I came to visit them one day and um, I got the train over from Lannington. So I went through Birmingham, East Dudley, got off at Dudley Station. And um, I remember I was visiting them and I'd not visited them before. And I was getting on the train to get back home. And I remember just uh, waiting on the platform for a train. And I remember God saying to me at 16, you're going to live here and you're going to do ministry here. And uh, I thought, well, that's really odd because... I don't know anything about this place and I, I don't know what uh, that that's why would that be it but I just felt it's really strong sense um, anyway uh, a year or so later I came and I did a gap year uh, here in in the Dudley borough I was based in Dudley and then I went away I went to um, Oxford Box Uni I went and lived in London for a little while and then God brought me back and so when I was 22 I moved back again and have now been here for um, 10 years yeah yeah uh, and so it was amazing really um that there was and it was just a very quiet moment i felt like god said this is where you're going to be for a while 
and so it wasn't that surprising when uh, when I met Andy and he worked Youth for Christ and Hell's Owen and I moved back. So that was a big one for me, I think. Um, Alice, take us to number two. Uh, so number two, it's kind of like relation to my sister. So she used to come to the church and she doesn't anymore. She moved down to London last year and I went down to visit her and she suffers um, quite badly with anxiety. And we were out walking one day and um, she had a massive anxiety attack. And we happened to be outside this gospel church and just randomly this woman came out, started talking to us and she knew everything about my sister's situation. And she gave her this book on anxiety and God all this kind of stuff. And it really just blew me away about how she knew what was going on at that exact moment and how to deal with it. And like Harvey said, that wouldn't have made sense without God. And it was just mm. really, it was really incredible for both of us. Wow, that's really amazing. Wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah, that sort of stuff stays with you as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. Harvey, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, it's probably more yeah, of like number a two. season. Uh, <laughs> <Thanks, Andy. laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Keep going, Harvey, being encouraged. Aside from the poo joke, my yeah. number two spiritual moment with God uh, <laughs> was probably more of a, like a season rather than like a moment. I think there was a specific season in my life which meant a lot to me um where I just saw God really moving in my life I think there was a point where I was around 15 16 uh where one of my youth workers kind of said to me Harvey you're gonna lead worship and I stood there and I thought there's no way I'm doing that I can't even sing like what are you on about um and so like it took me a good few months of thinking about it praying about it denying that I was ever going to get on a stage or play a guitar or sing in front of people um and then a few months later that's exactly what I was doing in front of our our youth group um and yeah just a real season of God growing my confidence but actually me having to take a step of faith and just trust that he had it um yeah and then seeing how he he used it and and spoke into the lives of young people because of it um it was incredible that's amazing thank you Abby. Andy what's your my one? second top moment because I'm not going to say number two um <laughs> is um when I was a kid I think I was about nine maybe um I was at Spring Harvest which is like a a, a family conference um for Christians and I was in King's Kids which Laura you might remember King's Kids or did you not go oh, to Spring yeah, Harvest and basically it was like the kids work and I think I've got I've got a bible a, an old good news bible where I've got written in it like I became a Christian because I couldn't <laughs> spell properly um, age nine um, and it's written in crayon which adds to the cute factor um, but I, I remember there being just this moment where um, like I was lost in worship as a kid and like wanting to keep wanting to keep my arms in the air like worshiping but they were aching so much that i couldn't um and just like that being a significant moment you look like you're about to cry laura no i've just yawned all oh, right that's, Sorry. that's, the that's encouraging oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that that i think i think like that being possibly 
the night that I became a Christian um, yeah. the first time because <laughs> I did it a lot in my teenage years but like that was I think that was a really significant moment I think it's similar to Harvey's moments um, but I was just younger and therefore got in the club quicker than Harvey did my number two is is when I I was away with some people um, overnight at a thing and like I was probably my in my very early 20s if not late teens and these people that were there were really passionate evangelists so um, evangelists are people who I guess are just deeply passionate about sharing Jesus with people who doesn't know who don't know him and um and I remember spending the day with these people and being like oh my gosh wow they are full of like amazing full-on like proper going for it that, that's I mean that's cool I mean I'm passionate about it but there and I, and I remember going into my room and um just sitting on my bed and God very clearly saying to me, um, will you like, will you be all in for this? Like, will you be all in for telling people about me who don't know about me? Like, will you let this be the shaping factor in your life? And I remember consciously like sitting there and God saying, if, if you will let me do this and if you will like, let me have your heart in this, I will break your heart for this, but you don't have to give it to me. Um, and I remember sitting there and going, almost like the active decision to be like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. God, like, wreck my heart for this, if that's what you want to do. Um, and, uh, and I remember sitting on the end of my bed. And I was already, like, passionate about telling people about Jesus, and that will come into the next one. But, but I remember that it was like a conscious thing where God said, it, it's up, almost it's up to you how much you let me, like, go to work on you in this. Will you, will you let me do that? And it was, so it was just... It, was, it wasn't a big conference or anything. It was just me sat on my bed um, on my own. Uh, but it almost made it more intimate, the fact that it was just me and God. And I had to make that choice, I guess, to let God have everything. Um, nice. I think, I think what's, what's really important to note is like, like your journey with God isn't necessarily made up of lots of big moments. Um, like it's often lots of little moments. And I'm just... Yeah. As, as everyone's talking, I'm remembering loads of little moments that yeah. I probably wouldn't put in my top three, yeah. but have had huge significance, even though they were only little moments. Yeah. So, like the first time I talked to someone about Jesus, the first time I prayed out loud, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And you know, just if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I can't remember any big moments, like all three of us struggle to write down the big moments yeah. because a journey with Jesus is is not just about the big mountaintop experiences; it's about the little moments and the little. Like almost a little yeses that you say to Jesus That's every exactly day. Say. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's saying yes, and, mm. and each of those little yeses build up to much, much bigger yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's really helpful. And so, Alice, what would you say is your most significant moment that you've had with God? So, like what Andy was saying, um, I only have one very big, big moment, and this is it. Um, so, I've only been a Christian for about four years, um, and shortly into my time as a Christian I uh, felt God pushing me to go on a mission trip to South Africa and I signed up to do it and prepared for it and then the day that I was supposed to go I basically had almost like a nervous breakdown and I couldn't go and I remember like, my heart's pounding as I talk about this now um, I remember being absolutely broken and ashamed because I was like God why 
did you tell me to go if you then suddenly taken it away from me and put me in this really dark situation? And I remember just lying in my bed, just tears coming down my eyes, just not being able to really get any words out and just saying, God, where are you? Why have you done this? And it taught me how to rely on him and really trust in him. And it strengthened my faith. And without that, I don't think I would be where I was, um, where I am. I don't think I'd be with the youth. I don't think I'd still be at the church. So it was a really big moment for me because it taught me how to trust more. So that was my number one. Yeah, I love that. And I love that actually your biggest moment was in your darkest moment. And I think so often we can think that God isn't doing something incredible because things are tough. But actually, often that's when God does the most incredible things. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you, Alice. That's, that's really, really great. Thank you. Harvey, what would you say your number one is? My number one um, was, like I said a bit in the last one, just how I had a, quite a big struggle with kind of confidence and that kind of thing. Um, and kind of how little moments helped that. Um, but I remember that there was a time where my pastor was praying for me um, and just kind of said over my life, like, I think God's saying to you, he's going to give you a voice. Um, and to me, I was like, I don't know what that means. That doesn't make sense. Like, I don't speak in front of people. That's not what I do. Um, and just kind of spent a few weeks just praying about that. And I think I was reading a book uh, by Martin Batterson at the time, um, just about focusing on God in prayer um, and just spent time praying. I remember being up at like 3 a.m. praying. Um, and actually, it was just kind of a moment of God saying, just trust me. Um, and it wasn't a sudden change thing. Like, so I didn't suddenly have confidence. I still don't always have confidence when I'm speaking or anything. Um, mm -hmm. But just learning to trust God, like that was a big moment for me. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And again, it's, it's in the moments where you're uncomfortable, actually, that God comes through and that God does his most significant stuff. That's great. Andy, what was your number one? Yeah, I find it's really hard to pick a number one moment, but I think... I went for like like pivotal and like when I was 17 deciding on or 18 deciding on what gap year to do um like I was accepted onto two different gap year programs not to show off or anything <laughs> um, and, and I kind of already decided to go for the youth for Christ gap year mm. option but then this other one came in and offered me a place and it really threw me and and I remember my mum sending me up to my nan and granddad to say, go and talk to them. And like my nan and granddad aren't, aren't with us anymore, they're with Jesus. But like, they they didn't really offer me any advice. They just they just prayed that the Holy Spirit would come and speak to me. And I think like, just sat on the sofa in my nan and granddad's and it's probably the most profound I've ever felt the Holy Spirit. And, and it wasn't in church. Like it wasn't at an event, but it was it was God speaking and I think like if I think back to that moment like that's probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life because I think had I not chosen to go that way I don't know whether I'd be where I am now and, and on the journey that I'm on now and I think that was that was a really important moment for me I mean if I was given the choice now between two gap year programs I would cancel them not cancel them both I wouldn't choose either and I would choose the Equip Gap Year programme because that is the greatest Gap Year programme that people could choose. Yeah, it is really good as well. It is. 
It is. It's a, it's a close second in our top three gap year opportunities. Youth for Crisis second, the quip is number one. But if you want to be a wonderful leader like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> there are other gap years available as well, but, but no, thanks. thanks. Um, okay, my number one, um, you kind of need to hear it right. So I'm going to go from the beginning. And the, the reason that, that this is number one is for me, is because it taught me something about the extraordinary kindness of God. Um, and I think I, we can hear that God loves us and we can hear that God is kind. But for me, this was me feeling like I was experiencing God. Um, and so the first time, this is linked to, I guess, the second one a little. Uh, and the first time that I really felt God break my heart for people who don't know him um, was when I was about, I don't know, 15 or 16 when I went to Soul Survivor. And I remember someone, I don't even remember who, someone did a talk from the front of the stage. And there was this big call forward, and I went forward. And I don't know whether you've ever responded uh, at a, a, uh, an event. And really, it's just snot. Like, it, I was crying. There was snot. Afterwards, I was exhausted. I had a headache. Like, it, it absolutely wrecked me and totally broke my heart, completely broke my heart. And, um, and I remember but in, a good way. in a really good way, in a really good way, that was just like, wow, this is the most important thing. People knowing Jesus is the most important thing. And I remember um, a couple of days later at Soul Survivor just thinking, do you know what, God, I would love, I would love to be able to help other people experience you in that way. And I would love to be able to be a tool in other people coming to know you, but also them having their heart broken for the lost as well for people who don't know Jesus and um for the last two years um I've had the absolute honor of, of of doing a talk at Soul Survivor and this last year in particular there was uh there were, when I when I, I did that talk I was able to pray for people for their hearts to be broken to know Jesus and I remember standing on the stage and looking out and just seeing young people responding in exactly the way that I had responded when I was 15, 16 years old. And I very clearly just heard God say to me, Laura, this is a gift. And actually, it was the absolute kindness of God that he allowed me to, I guess, be a mouthpiece for him and a tool for him in helping other people's hearts be broken for people who don't know him. Um, and I, I, that I, yeah, there was no reason that he should have used me to allow me to be involved in that. But it was just, it's, there's something about you helping other people to come to know Jesus in the way that you've come to know Jesus that I think is a, a huge honour and a privilege. Um, so I think just, yeah, God's kindness. And he did something similar on uh, my gap year as well. So I... I, part of the reason I chose to follow Jesus was that um, uh, a dance band came into my school like a missions team. And again, I prayed and said to God, God, would you, uh, would you, would you help me to let people know about you in the way that you've ex I've experienced you in this? And I ended up doing a gap year on that gap team and going back to my school and remembering where I stood in that hall. And it's just God's mm, kindness, I think, yeah, to allow good. us to be involved. And I think, I think that's really good to, to like, people listening who you're know, like, oh, well, I've got a dream in my heart and maybe... Yeah. Maybe you've looked at some of the members of the youth team and gone, I'd love to, to be that for someone. And mm -hmm. I think what I love about God is it is loads of little moments and then you just have moments where you go, oh, this was this was me 20 years ago. Well, this was, mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like we, we've had moments, I think I mentioned it on last week's podcast about 
like listening to old school worship albums yes. and like a throwback oh, of what yeah. God's been doing. And I think like, like, and, the, and the, the Bible says a passage about don't despise the, the days of the small beginnings. Yeah. Uh, and like, you might just be doing little things in your journey with God and you might feel like it's tiny, yeah. um, but actually God's up to do, up to something bigger. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that all of a sudden, like you might, you might look at Laura being able to, to speak on stage at Soul Survivor or, you know, the, the stuff that, that, that we do and think, oh, you're, you're amazing and you just woke up and you were amazing. Like all of us are on a journey and all of us are growing and, and changing. And the important thing to know in that is that whatever God is doing in you and through you, he's doing that in you and through you so you can set someone else free. Mm. Like that God is doing that in you that that might be done in somebody else. Mm. Um, and so pursue God hard in what he's doing in you because actually that could be life or death for somebody else. Mm. Um, we're like getting into preacher mode, are, aren't we? <laughs> getting into it right Sorry, Harvey and Alice are just responding they're, they're waiting for the keys to come in <laughs> with every head bowed and every eye closed <laughs> right well that was our top three the um I really enjoyed that yeah well I, I wanted I, I mean I, I really enjoyed our spiritual moments I enjoyed the reflection I enjoyed the process of reflecting but I desperately also want to know whether people choose Harry Potter or Star Wars as their number one as their number one series uh for for movies um, but thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Harvey and the Alice. Thank you for the time and thought you put into this. Uh, if you are listening to this and you want to go onto our Instagram and you want to vote uh, as to whether Harry Potter or Star Wars is the ultimate number one uh, movie series, then please do go and do that. Uh, we have been delighted that you've joined us and we hope that you are going to have a swimmingly wonderful day from this point on. Bye-bye. <laughs>